This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 172 of the Catholic Foodie, Chef Joe and the Mission of Cafe Reconcile. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about Cafe Reconcile. We had the awesome pleasure of talking about, or talking with, Chef Joe, uh, over at, who, who is the culinary instructor over at Cafe Reconcile. Now, back in May, we had the privilege of talking with uh, Dave Eamond, Eamond, uh, Director of Development for Cafe Reconcile, about the mission of Reconcile New Orleans Incorporated and how they're building hope and changing lives through Cafe Reconcile. Now, last week, we heard that uh, culinary instructor Chef Joe Smith, well, I'll tell you in a second, let this music finish up. Chef Joe Smith was celebrating 10 years of service with Cafe Reconcile. We uh, have been so impressed by all the good things that we hear about Cafe Reconcile, from the delicious and well-crafted dishes to the amazing results of changed lives brought about by the program, that we thought that it would be the perfect time to pay a visit and to get Chef Joe's perspective on the work and mission of Cafe Reconcile. And we were not disappointed. Now, last uh, last week was the the first time that we had we did a um, on location show right from a restaurant that was Chef Justin Deville at La Petite Grocery. Fantastic show, a lot of fun. And today we went to uh, Cafe Reconcile. So a lot of good stuff here, folks. I'm very excited about this. Uh, matter of fact, if you go over to the website, I'm sharing a recipe. From La Petite Grocery, I'm not La Petite, I'm sorry, from Cafe Reconcile. I got La Petite on my brain. Uh, Cafe Reconcile's recipe of the month for August is roasted butternut squash, bisque with wild mushrooms, and jumbo lump crab meat. You talk about insane. I mean, this is good stuff. Very, very good stuff. And you can find the recipe over at CatholicFoodie.com. Look at the show notes here for this episode. It's fantastic. And uh, we had such an incredible time talking to Chef Joe. He is so passionate about food and about family and about uh, the the impact that food and cooking can have on all of us. It's just a phenomenal show. I'm very excited about it. What I'm going to do is play a quick little commercial here uh, for my upcoming trip to the Holy Land. And then after that, we're going to have Chef Joe on to talk to us about his experience the last 10 years as a chef and as the culinary instructor of Cafe Reconcile. Hi, this is Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, and I want to invite you to join me on a unique pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Over 2,000 years ago, God became man in Jesus of Nazareth. The event that radically changed history, and indeed all of creation, took place in the small town of Bethlehem in Israel. God is now one of us. For years I have longed to go to the land that received God of the flesh, I've wanted to walk the same roads that Jesus walked, to eat the same foods that Jesus ate with his friends and disciples, to visit the holy places that have been touched by the hand of God. I know that by doing so, the scriptures will come alive for me in a way that I have never experienced, because I will be in the very places where so much of the stories from the Bible actually happened. And it cannot help but increase and strengthen my faith. I want to invite you to join me on this pilgrimage, which will take place from February 5th to the 15th, 2014. 
The deadline for registration is September 20th, 2013. Registration forms and all the details can be found at catholicfoodie.com slash holyland. Welcome to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson sitting here with Jeff Young. And if you're wondering once again what that background noise is, we are once again on location. This time we are at Cafe Reconcile in New Orleans. And this is a this is quite the exciting place, huh, Jeff? It really is. I mean, it's got a fantastic story in addition to the food, from what I hear. Yeah. Delicious food. But the story itself is, uh, is very inspirational. Uh, Cafe Reconcile is, uh, I believe it was one of the, the, the uh, brainchild, if you will, or, or uh, um, what do you call it, like a project, an outreach. Mm-hmm. It was Father... Um, Harry Thompson. Fa- Father Harry Thompson, that's right, right. Who, who is no longer with us. He's in heaven dancing uh, second line up there, you know. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it's just, it's something that I think where you see charity in action. You know, you're seeing God, the gospel in, in action, real action you yeah. know a change in lives kind of a thing and i think that's uh that's an amazing thing it's all about food well this is interesting because <laughs> I'm, I'm coming into the place because i'm not from new Orleans. i mean i'm from baton rouge close enough you know but i'm coming into the place and i'm just seeing a restaurant i'm in a i'm in a, a, a restaurant so there's much more to it than that in case you wondered what that extra voice was that joined us this we are sitting with uh chef joe smith who's who's just joined us and uh he's got a story too as a matter of fact before we continue, uh, we're wishing you a happy 10th anniversary. Yeah, 10-year anniversary here at Cafe Reconcile of dedicated service. Wow. wow. Awesome. That's, that's that beautiful. <laughs> that really is. 10 years. Now, uh, you were telling me earlier when, we were, when, when I was visiting with you earlier, this place has grown. It's added on uh, since you were here. Yeah. Uh, well, I came in 2003. Right. And... They were just starting kind of to grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when I came, a lot of the buildings on this street were still boarded up, you know, okay. from being a condemned area. Uh, but it was actually a brainchild of, like I said earlier, Father Harry Thompson and uh, Craig Coochie and Tim Falcon. Okay. Tim Falcon was a lawyer who won a lawsuit and had some money that was donated to start help start an outreach. And Craig Coochie was... I want to say, you know, Father Harry Thompson was his spiritual guide in his oh, journey. All right. Yeah. And Father Harry Thompson was telling him what his vision was of what he saw, you know. Mm-hmm. And at this time, he knew he was sick, you know. And he wanted to get some things up and running, you know. He did this, he did the Immaculate Conception on Verone Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started the Good Shepherd School, right. which is also on Verone Street. And he started this, and he actually got to see it come to fruition before he passed. You know, I got to meet him even before I knew what Cafe Reconcile was, but it was in another capacity. Uh-huh. Uh, and when I came in 2003, and I tell people this, and they think it's real weird, but I was only supposed to be here for two weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? And when I talk and I tell my story, it's like I'm not ashamed of who I am and who I used to be because yeah. who I am is not who I used to be. Right. Because when I first came here, I came from a recovery center because I'm actually a recovering drug addict alcoholic. Okay. And next uh, month, it actually be 11 years that I've been clean. So I was oh, awesome. like six months into treatment. Okay. And I had made a decision 
in my life, you know, because I had been in the industry for a long time, you know, since I was a teenager starting off washing dishes. All right, all right. And I did a lot of my drinking and drugging in that environment. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I had made a decision that I wasn't going to, not doing this no more. I'm not working in no restaurants, none of that stuff. I had dabbled in some other stuff, and I was pretty good at maintenance, you know, with using my hands. Okay. And I actually had secured a job at Loyola University right. at that time, you know, because before I went on job search, a family member had kind of secured the job for me. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to go that Wednesday after Carnival. Okay. <laughs> Ash Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, well, the place that I was in, what they do is for Carnival, that Saturday before Carnival, they take us across the lake. They took the whole 130 clients across the lake oh, wow. to remove us from the temptation of Carnival time. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Well, on Carnival Day, you know, because God had picked me up from, God of my understanding at least, had picked me up from the mess that I was in and was getting me straight. And I had made a decision. So what he decided to do was to bounce me on my behind <laughs> to get my attention. Yeah. But I forgot that my hand is not supposed to save my behind. Yeah. So I stuck it out, and I broke my wrist in two places. Oh, no. wow. Oh, all right. You know, so it Wednesday when I called and told him, look, I ain't going to be able to no, come and do the paperwork no. and start the job because uh, I got this cast on my hand. They were like, well, we can't hold it for six weeks. Yeah. You know, in the place of, well, since you've been working in the kitchen, you know, just go ahead back in the kitchen, you know, and kind of be the lead up in there, you know. And when you get straight, we'll put you back on job search. and. Yeah. You right. can find something like, well, prior to getting the cast off, two weeks prior to getting the cast off, my counsel came and told me, look, they got this place over here on the Rita Castle Haley called Cafe Reconciled. Okay. They're going to be in Jazz Fest this week. Now, I know you said you wasn't going back in the kitchen, in the industry, but, you know, it's a nice place. They don't serve alcohol, uh-huh. and it's only temporary to move you to the next phase of the program, and after that's awkward, you can go look for something that you really want to do. Right. Well, walking into the doors, again, all I saw was a cafe. Yeah, you know, just, just like we're looking at Just it. like yeah. we're looking at yeah. now. It was yeah. a little smaller than uh-huh. back then, you know. And I walked on this, and the block looked it dismal, mm-hmm. kind of. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of the only real business that was going on besides the Ashe. And Ashe wasn't like it was now. And none of these other things existed at now, that time. Now, let's describe what Ashe is. It's a, a uh, Ashe is an uh, African-American culture center. Okay, all right. You know, they do all the uh, her- African heritage and gotcha. stuff like that and have arts over there. And they also do dance classes okay. and all kind of cultural stuff cultural over there. Thing, right. Yeah, and they've been around almost as long, about as long as we have. But they were right around the same time they started up over there as uh, Cafe Reconcile started up over here. Right. And I came in and I said, okay, it's a nice little place, you know. Wasn't that busy. And I interviewed and I actually figure since I had the cast on, mm. I wasn't going to even get the temporary. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, you need your hands, <laughs> yeah. especially in a restaurant. You know, yeah. uh, but the guy asked me, well, they said you were kind of working over in the kitchen. I said, well, you say, you know, I said, well, I can use it, you know, because I should hold a knife with this hand. That's right. You just and I can, you pull know, the onion stuff. with the other. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I use it, you know. He said, well, because that's basically all we need is somebody to help cut stuff up and prep stuff. Exactly. You know. And so I said, okay, well, sounds good. He said, well, I'll call and let you know because somebody else, other people were interviewing for the position also. Right. 
And I went back to the place and I was figuring I wouldn't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Well, he called me 2 o'clock and said, I need you to report for 8 o'clock in the morning, black pants and white shirt. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I'm, I'm getting sucked back into this again. <laughs> and so, well, I come in and I start working. Notice we got three young people also working, you know, beside mm -hmm. the staff. And then I started being told about what was going on. Uh-huh. You know how... How the place works. How the place works. How it started off as cafe, uh, Kids Cafe, and they taught young people in the area. Now, this, this is where etiquettes. I'm going to... Let me back you up. Okay. Because how it started was, it, it, and, and how it continues to be, is to help people to start a career who normally couldn't? Or what's the story? Yeah. Well, it's, it started off with more of a community outreach okay. for young people to help give the young people something to look forward to we did the uh, kids cafe and literacy okay for after school and weekends and stuff for young people all right so it started off at kids cafe and they would do uh neighborhood dinners where the kids would bring their family to what they call family night so the kids would invite their families in and the kids got to serve their families and stuff huh. and this was back in the late 90s okay and what they noticed was that they were getting kids in, they were getting adults coming in, you know, that were the parents and stuff. But there were a lot of other places, churches and schools, whatever school program stuff, that were doing adult literacy, that were doing right, stuff right. for the kids. But what they noticed was there was still this demographic that was left out in the cold. Uh -huh. Had nowhere to go, you know, right. had no opportunities for whatever reason that they were not in school. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. And Father Harry Thompson said, well, he was reading and came across the thing about uh, St. John Regis, who was the saint of service. Okay. And he had that vision of doing something because this is the service industry here in New sure Orleans. Sure is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he came up, well, we got this place, we're doing food and stuff, we're doing, doing service. I'm sorry. I get I know. watching the students. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always watching the See, if, the, if, if you see him, he's turning his head off mic because he's managing the place while he's talking to us. So go ahead. And, uh, so, and they came up with that St. John's Regis Hospitality Training Program, yeah. which focused on at-risk young adults 16 to 22. Okay. That was a demographic that was not being reached and for whatever reason not in school and had no opportunity. Mm -hmm. So the only thing they could turn to was the streets. Uh, right. I see. Right. Okay. You know? Right. And so they developed this program in order to give them a choice, to give them some power back in their life. Mm -hmm. Because at that age, the, in, at any age actually, the only real power you have is the power of choice. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. If, right. I, if, if I can't have something to choose from... Yeah, if you have no choice, if I have no guess choice, where you're going. Right. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so that was how this concept came about, and they actually started Cafe Reconcile in the year 2000. Okay. And it started off as a six-week six week training program. Okay. And it was for the youth, and they were also doing a part where people from the community uh, can come and be a part of the training program just being released from jail or mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. wanted to get into the industry because they would train youth but try to hire people from the area 
to kind of work, you know. Yeah, yeah. And be able to say, well, I got this much time to put on a resume. Right. I've gained this much experience. Mm-hmm. So you can go out. And- so you can go out into the industry also, you know, and pursue a career. And so as I talked and found out what was going on, those two weeks kind of, I thought it went by fast, <laughs> but it actually didn't. It went by real slow. Okay. Because I got to see, I got to talk, I got to listen, you know, and I got to hear and understand exactly what Caffrey Reconcile meant. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. because when I came, I came for a temporary job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You were just looking but, for some income. Yeah, but what I found was a lifelong mission. Wow. That is, that's, that's what's fantastic. Now, and, and I know since you've been here and everything, you have probably seen some, some young folks come. You've trained them, and now you're seeing them out in the service industry, in the food industry, in New Orleans itself, right? Yeah. Uh, probably beyond. Uh, beyond. I, like, uh, you know, like I said, I started before, I actually started before Katrina. Okay. And I got to work with some young people, probably, you know, because as Cafe Reconcile has grown, so have I. Because when I started, I started at the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You know, because mm-hmm. after those two weeks and I thought my time was up, they said, well, we don't have a position open, but we like what we see in you. And we can hire you for $6 an hour starting off with a dishwasher prep. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really have any overhead because mm-hmm. I was staying in the treatment center, mm-hmm. you know, as sure. I said. So, and I was like, whatever extra I could send to the wife and kids, I didn't need anything. Right. You know, and this all came about from that prayer that I prayed, you know, God, let me be an example for somebody else. All right. And so he put me in a place where I can be an example because I didn't even understand what this actually was because this is a place that serves a mission first. Yes, we got great food. Uh huh. Yes, we got great people working here. Yes, we've grown and we got this lovely building. It's great. Yeah. But none of this would be here if it wasn't for our mission. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and I tell people when an anointing meets a mission it's virtually unstoppable yeah wow. you know Man. yeah and i tell people we put out two products here we put out great food and we put out great young people yeah for the industry that have some habits that not only for this industry but for every industry you know because i think here now is based upon the eight habits of success. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. I, I, I tell you what. Let's do. Let's take a break, and when we come back, let's, uh, uh, we'll get a little more detail about the nuts and bolts of the place, and we talk a little food. What do you say? Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm David Dawson sitting with Jeff Young. We are on location at Cafe Reconcile in New Orleans, and we are honored to be talking to the head chef here, Joe Smith, celebrating his 10 years here at Cafe Reconcile. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. Great. And it's, uh, my title has kind of changed. It's not like head chef. 
I'm like culinary instructor. Oh, I like that. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were we were uh, we were we were gonna come back. We we're gonna. There's so much that we can't talk about, but it's like mm-hmm. let's talk about your menu. Let's talk about what's on your menu here. And this is this is this is pretty extensive menu. This is a good size menu. Do you have you have daily specials here? I yeah, see we, here. we do daily specials. Uh, well, uh, we uh, rotate two entrees right. a day. You know, during yeah. the week, each day is two different entrees. But then we have our everyday menu. We have our soup, salads, stuff that we do every day. Uh, you know, but yes, uh, our menu is basically a New Orleans style food. We, yeah. I like to call it comfort food. You know, I see that. And you know, as a matter of fact, okay, Friday, uh, eggplant Jennifer. What's that? Well, eggplant Jennifer is a uh, eggplant casserole. Uh huh. Which is eggplant cooked three times with shrimp, breadcrumbs, mozzarella cheese, celery and bell pepper. Oh, okay. you know, so so first the eggplant is baked off and then de-skinned. Yeah. Uh, then it's cooked on the stove with the shrimp, breadcrumbs, mozzarella, and seasoning and stuff. Then it's put into a casserole dish covered with mozzarella cheese and breadcrumbs, and then baked again for a uh, second time. Oh, oh, wow! So it's put in a casserole dish. Yeah. Okay, not the okay. It comes right. in a casserole dish with two sides. A small casserole. Yeah, yeah. You know, individual casseroles. Like a little ramp. You know, uh, and the reason it's named Eggplant Jennifer, one of the uh, guys who used to work with me who came and started volunteering right after Katrina, uh, Curtis, mm-hmm. his fiance name was Jennifer. And we just kind of took an eggplant casserole and he kind of tweaked it and made it to the flavors that we, we liked. Yeah. And so we allowed him to name it. Wow. You know, since he did the most work on he it. He sure got oh, some brownie great. points yeah. with uh, Jennifer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I believe he did. <laughs> that's cool. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. All right, so so let's see. I'm looking at, uh, you've got your everyday entrees. You've got uh, soups. You've got salads. you got, look at that. And, and now, this is something you're going to get every day. I, I can come in here and get me a, a, oh, no, it's Fridays. I can come in here and get me a, a cup of seafood gumbo or a bowl, right? Yeah, but you can get, uh, on Fridays you get seafood gumbo. Yeah. But uh, any other day during the week you can get the uh, chicken and andouille gumbo. There you go. All right. And then your uh, soup du jour, for instance. Uh, the soup du jour changes. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, like we may do an oyster and uh Corn bisque. Okay. We may do a uh, oyster Rockefeller with oh, yeah. crab and corn bisque. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> it, it varies when Jeff it comes to here, soup. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many different soups out there. Like it's summertime now, so we may do a watermelon gazpacho oh, wow. or something to that nature. A cold soup, you know, that's something one. that's more refreshing. Mm-hmm. And you got roast beef debris po' boy. Boy, I tell you. You know, it's not your typical po' boy. No, it's not your typical po' boy, and we're going to be revamping that because we do the roast uh, beef on Wednesdays, and the roast beef debris po' boy, because we got so much other stuff on the menu. Yeah, yeah, you got plenty we're not here. really a po' boy shop, so it doesn't sell a whole lot. So we're going to be making that one of our chef specials every now and then instead of uh, an everyday thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but... Uh, all when right. we cook our roast beef, we I used to cook it overnight and it would slow cook for nine hours. You know, we say low and slow. Low and slow. It's the best. Uh-huh. You know, and it gets and you cook it to where when you touch it, it just falls, falls apart. apart. Yes, and yes. it falls apart wow. in those juices that is it's already cooked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, you add just a little touch of root to kind of thicken that au jus up okay. so that it clings to the meat and 
It's like being in heaven. It's a, it's a, it's a, you, need, you almost, almost need like a whole roll of paper towels. Isn't it great? One. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good football unless it's dripping down to your elbows. No, it's a poor boy you need to eat with a beer, you know, you especially go. if you get all the fixings on it with the mayonnaise and tomatoes. Oh, Fully dressed. Yeah, I love it. Then you, got, then you got vegetarian items here. It looks like you got a marinated grilled portobello plate. Yeah. Right? So, well, I mean, or, I mean, that's so. Uh, a portobello. Uh, Portobello mushroom grilled with mm-hmm. a uh, balsamic vinaigrette mix, mm-hmm. which is uh, balsamic vinegar, oil, uh, mustard, yeah. egg, you know, to make uh, a spread to go on the portobello yeah. while it's grilled. And that comes with two sides of your choice, you know, and we have sides that has no protein in them, no meats or stuff, okay. you know, that people can choose from. And we've been going back and forth with our collard greens, like mm-hmm. it's one of them. And we actually had a, another person that they was like, I used to love when y'all made vegetarian collard greens because then I can enjoy collard greens. I'll be. Huh. You know, so we're going to be putting the coll- vegetarian huh? collard greens. I mean, you got to cook collard greens with some well, meat, huh? you don't actually have to if yeah. you season them well enough. Okay. Because you can add, like, cumin. Yeah, yeah. And... Right. Kind of get that little meat flavor going. Right. I never right. thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. It taste Mexican? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, but uh, it gets that little meat flavor going with other uh, spices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of get that meat flavor. Yeah, that, that, that. I, we were trying to describe that last week when we were on the show. We couldn't describe what that heady, hearty flavor is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. cumin does it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cum- yeah. Cumin is one of those spices that can. Get that hardiness it to it, yeah. and even though there's no meat there, you won't really notice that there's no meat there. Yeah, you know, and because uh, we want to be able to serve the vast right. of people, you know, we don't want to just be serving carnivores. We don't just be serving vegetarians. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we, we do a sauté. Variety here is great. Yeah, we do the sauté veggies, which is uh, yellow squash, zucchini, red bell peppers, red onions. Mm-hmm. And we saute them in oil because we get people who can have the portobello with the sauteed veggies with a side salad because they're vegans. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, so because they eat no dairy, no meat. You know, so we want to be able to take care of all that. And uh, we're getting to the point where we're going to be having, uh, you know, like these fast food places stuff we're doing where they have the calories and all that stuff. Oh, are you? You're going to break it down for us. Yeah, it's been all been broke down so that we can... Give you the nutrition factor of the meal yeah, yeah. that you're going to be having. And, you know, we're going to be doing some other stuff that's a little more healthy on the healthier side. Because we want to, like I said, we want to be able to serve everybody. We have people that come who's gluten. Gluten-free. Gluten-free. Or, yeah. You know, we want to be able to. Accommodate all this. Accommodate them. Have something yeah. that they can actually choose from. What would you say on this menu is, I mean, this is. No, is there anything that the place is known for? Everybody says you got to come to Cafe Reconcile for the. Uh, okay, when it comes to the entree, yeah, you got to come to Cafe Reconcile on Thursdays for our white beans and shrimp. White beans and shrimp. White beans and, and shrimp. And is it? It's just like it is over rice. Uh, huh, yes, it's white beans and shrimp over rice. I've never had white beans sounds, and shrimp. That sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's marking it down. Okay, that is going to be. And that was taught to me when I first got here by a cook named Willie Johnson, who got it from some old lady way back when. Because oh, Willie was good. old. Willie was old when I met him, but he said he got it from some lady way back when, 
way back in the bayou, you know, off in A Meat, around mm -hmm. those yeah. areas and stuff, you yeah. know, where they use a lot of seafood. Yeah. And it's been a part of Reconcile since since I've been here. I've kind of revamped it and okay. changed it to making my own, you know. But uh, if you look up Chef Joy Cafe Reconcile. Uh, there's me doing a demonstration of the white beans and shrimp. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to look that up. And uh, when it comes to dessert, yeah. uh, in 06, we've won the James Beard Award for our Banana Foster's Bread Pudding. Banana Foster Bread. You got, you got two killers right there. You, you got two killers. <laughs> yeah. And Well, we actually don't flame it. When, okay, when we make the sauce... We do flame the sauce okay. on the stove, you know, yeah. but we don't do it as we serve it because that's kind of where it was derived from, the yeah. banana fosters that was uh, made famous here in New Orleans with yeah. the flambe and stuff and bread pudding and kind of took New Orleans and comfort and put it together. And Boy, did you? You, you? you went gourmet and brought it home. Yeah, and, yeah, and brought it back home, you know. <laughs> like I said, we, when, when you come to Cafe Reconcile, we don't want you to come because you're hungry. We want you to come because you want an experience. Oh, and wow. I, I, there you go. I, now you're I tell the young people, when somebody goes out to eat, mm -hmm. they don't go out to eat because they want food. Mm -hmm. They go out to eat because they want an experience. You got it. That's right. You know, because if I just want to eat food, I can eat food at home. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and Chef Joe, this is kind of the philosophy of this show here is a lot of folks are kind of getting away from the event of sitting mm. around the table and eating. And they're, they're, they're more or less watching a TV and shoving a sandwich in their and face. It and food, food becomes it's nothing fuel, special, right? right. You know, it, it, food, food becomes fuel for yeah. the yeah. machine, which yeah. is your body. And, instead and you of guys, being, you know, that's uh, the whole idea. Yeah. Make it an event. Yeah. Uh, when I got into recovery, and I, I kind of compare my life to my mission in life now to what I do, when I got in recovery, they say we use to live and live to use. And I said, well, people are getting so addicted to their way of living that they live to eat and eat to live. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell people, I don't eat when I'm hungry. I said, I eat because I want to experience something because to me, food is an art. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't go to a museum to paint. Yeah. <laughs> I go to a museum to see other people's paintings and to experience and good. to feel what they're feeling. Yeah, that's right. You know, I said because with cooking, we're artists because when we cook, it's not just throwing some stuff together according to a recipe. Mm -hmm. You know, I said you can take five chefs. And if you even watch a show like Chopped, mm -hmm. they all get the basket with the same ingredients they all come up with something different. Yeah. I say, I'll, I'll take it a step further. You can take five chefs and give them the exact same recipe. All right. And tell them you have to follow this exact same recipe by the by letter. Yeah. yeah. And I guarantee you, you'll get the five same dishes, but each dish will have mm -hmm. some kind of individual right. difference. Yeah. They it's won't be exactly the same because every cook, puts a part of them in there mm -hmm. you know I tell people I can give you my recipe but you won't make it like I make it because 
You have to put your love. You can't put my love. That's right. <laughs> Cooking with love is it, it something has, I've always, you know, said when I've to gone to a good love. restaurant, I said somebody is back in that kitchen cooking with love because this is incredible. Oh, yeah. You know, you've done that. And then I've gone to some restaurants where it's like, well, they're just cooking food for us they're to just eat. Cook, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I say that's what happened with a lot of uh, these chain restaurants. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. You know, that, okay, every restaurant you go in, you get the same exact thing, the same exact taste. And it tastes the same everywhere. It tastes the same everywhere. You know, now, when I'm flying on a budget, mm-hmm. I might eat at some of those places. Yeah, sure. But, like I said, when, when I want to go out for an experience, I want the mom and pop. I want oh, the yeah. place that a destination stop, you know. Yeah. I want these places that's going to give me an experience. Right. And what they're known for is going to taste Almost exactly the same every time I go, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you, each time is going to be something a little bit different that I can feel. Mm-hmm. You know, because I tell you, when I eat, I don't just taste. Mm-hmm. When I eat, I feel. Wow. You know, there you go. and that's what I want people to do when they come to Cafe Reconcile. But not only feel because of the food, but feel the mission that the food fuels. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know because that's what this place does. We we serve great food to fuel the mission that we serve, because with us the mission is first and foremost. Right. Because without the mission we wouldn't exist. Not not in this area. You know how many places can come to? And I said this to you earlier mm-hmm. when we were talking that when I came here, this block this area it was look, looked rough. at like yeah. Detroit filing bankruptcy. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see those pictures, everything's boarded, boarded up, up and, and condemned yeah. and falling apart. That's how this area looked. You My know, goodness. how many people can come and start a cafe or a restaurant and not only grow itself, right. but grow a community? That's because you're doing God's work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right, tell you what, let's let's do this. Uh, let's take another break, and when we come back, we want to talk about we we're, we're looking at something you got on the wall here that's intriguing and the eight yeah. the eight habits of success. You got it. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Around the Table. I'm Dave Dawson sitting across from Jeff Young. We are once again on location at Cafe Reconcile here in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, we appreciate you coming back and joining us. And we are talking to Chef Joe Smith, who is celebrating his 10th anniversary here. And he is uh, a culinary instructor. instructor. There we go. You're much more than that. Because when we're on break, the stuff that uh, he talks about that he he does here at this place with the young people here that are training that you're developing and cultivating mm-hmm. to keep them off the streets and give them a choice in life it has a lot more to it than just yeah, it's, being a it's, culinary it's, instructor you know, it's more of being a mentor yeah and that's what I tell the staff you're not employees you're mentors mm-hmm. you know and before we when we went to break you know we were talking about how our food that we do here fuels our mission. Yeah. You know, and our mission is to help young people to 
have that opportunity to change, to understand why they need to change. Right. You know, and that mission is now based solely on not the job skill itself, but the life skills that they're going to need. Right. And those are based on habits. And what we've come up with is uh, like eight habits of success. You know, and if you come in and you look around, you'll see them posted all over the place. That's what Jeff yeah. was doing. Right. Yeah, I see it right there. I mean, it's, you know, it's amazing because I, I spent, um, I've worked with kids for years, years and years, um, both in a, in, a, in a church parish, you know, actually several church parishes, but also teaching high school. And I noticed, you had mentioned earlier before, you're a mentor, right? It's, it's not mm-hmm. just an instructor, it's a mentor. The same thing, I experienced the same thing teaching high school because so many times what these kids are really, was really valuable for them wasn't the Spanish that I was teaching them. It was the, the, the simple life lessons. Like, I mean, look at the, the very first one here, the eight habits of success, be on time. You know, you be on time for class. Yeah. And those are the kind of things that we... Um, you know, we're in danger of, of losing, you know, that we don't have that necessarily. Mm-hmm. And and it's important. I think that, that you've got these very simple things. They're not complicated. We can, we can go through all eight and just talk briefly about them. Very simple things, but they make all the difference in the world. Yeah. No matter where you are. Yeah. No matter where you are, what that's true. Because I tell them the eight habits doesn't just apply to work. Mm-hmm. It applies to life in general. And so when we do uh, our orientation and I talk about the eight habits of success, you know, I go through them one at a time, like be on time. Doesn't just mean getting to work on time. You know, I said, in order for me to be on time, I have to prepare the day before, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I have right. to have, you know, so I need to know what time I need to be there. I need to know what I need to have. Yep. So it's not just about being on time because society has allowed young people to become procrastinators. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so they have a belief that it's okay to be late. And, and, and again, not right, really right. necessarily preparing, just showing up and then not necessarily showing up on mm-hmm. time, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, they, they, they think it's okay to be late. They don't realize how important it is to be on time. So we talk about how, well, if you're late for work, then someone else has to fill in or do your job till you get there. Right. So now you're inconveniencing somebody else and their job is not getting done. You know, so it's a ripple effect. You know, and we go to habit number two is like be present daily. Right. And when you say that, you automatically think, okay, I need to show up every day. Yeah. But it's more than that. Huh? It's more <laughs> than just showing up every day. You know, I said in the industry that we in, where we work in, we in the kitchen, we deal with sharp objects, we deal with hot mm-hmm. stuff and all that. I said, being present is not just a physical thing. Right. It's mental also. Mm-hmm. Because mentally, I have to be present with what I'm doing. You know, we tell people, you know, and we say it all the time, when you get somewhere, because we all have problems and situations that we deal with, I have to leave that at the door and I have to focus on what I need to be doing while I'm on my job or wherever I'm at, you know, right. whatever I'm engaged in, I need to be focused on that. Mm-hmm. Because I can be standing up, cutting something, and my mind can wander and thought about what's going on at home, who's with the boyfriend and the girlfriend, and next thing I know, PC, my nickname uh, is Nubby. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's all those kind of things, you know. Right. You know, and when we talk about accept and follow directions. Okay. I said, now, 
we have to understand what that says. It says accept and follow directions. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people want to just tell people, follow directions, follow directions, follow directions. Okay, if I follow your directions, I'm going to do what you told me to do. All right. But I may not want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I may not like doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have an attitude. You know, just because I'm doing it doesn't mean I have to accept that I have to do it. Right, right, right. right. You know, so, so since you told me I'm going to go ahead and do it, I'm going to probably moan and complain about it. Yeah. But if I accept that I have to follow these directions, I have to accept what it is, this is what I have to do. Right. Because, see, once I accept something, I become more okay with it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're so kind of making it. First, you're believing yeah. it. First, yeah. I have to accept it. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, these, I have to accept, these are the rules. Right. Right. You know, these are the policies. You know, this is what, this is where I'm at right now. Right, right. So if that helps me to do the other eight habits that, you know, the rest of the habits that are on the eight habits of success. You know, like number four, work well with others even when it's difficult. That's a biggie. That's yeah. a biggie. That's a huge one. <laughs> I mean, because, you, again, I find, I see in the workplace people a lot less tolerable of others, you know. Yeah, uh, because, j- j- you know, in life, we're not going to like everybody that we meet. Right. right. You know, and a lot of times when we don't like somebody because we see something in them that's in us. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's true. But if I accept <laughs> that I have to work with people even though it's difficult, right? it makes it easier for me to work with somebody mm-hmm. in spite of my feelings. So I... I have to understand, okay, I accept this is where I'm at, this is what, it is, this is what I have to do. Yeah. And once I accept it, my day is a little bit better, so I'm not always booted up at the person that I'm working with because I don't like something about them or for whatever yeah. reason. Oh. So we have a better work day. Yeah, all mm-hmm. in all, your day is going to be a better day. My day is going to be a better day. So all the right. people around me, day is going to be a better day. Indeed. All right, I'm, I'm moving you on to number five because I don't want to run out of time. What right. you got? <laughs> number five, have a positive, not negative attitude towards oh, yeah. work. Very good. You know, and that's just saying no matter what it is that you know, because sometimes we get on a job, we will do and be happy to do whatever it is that we enjoy doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even if I'm a cook and the toilet's overflowing, I need to go unstop the toilet. Yep. I need to have a positive attitude about it. Sure. Because, it's, like I tell them, it's just like in life. Yeah. We're not going to like everything that we have to do in life. Right, right. You know? So we have to have a positive attitude. Because once we start bringing negativity into it, it makes it that much harder to right. do. It oh makes yeah. for, uh, once oh again, yeah. a rough day, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. You know, so if I have a positive attitude, even though I don't feel like doing it, but I got a positive attitude about doing it, it makes it more enjoyable to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It makes it not frustrating. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It makes it less stressful. And it does the same thing in life. Number six, take care of personal appearance every day. That's a given, too. That's, that's a given. You, you'd think it would be. You, know, you, you would think it is, <laughs> but that just tells you, you know, the way I dress at home or for around the house is not the way that I dress when I go somewhere. Yes. I dress accordingly. Right. You know, if I'm going to a concert, I dress a certain way. If I'm going to court, I dress a certain way. Right, if I'm going right. to work, I need to dress a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, because a lot of these kids, all they know is tennis shoes and jeans. Well, I'm yeah. saying a lot of adults, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing it more and more. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm saying young people, you know. And so, uh, and a, a lot of these things is because the culture of what they see. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, right. num- number seven, getting things done in a timely manner, an expected time. You know, 
when you're on somebody's job or when somebody's waiting for you to be pick you up to go somewhere, you're not on your time anymore. You're on their time. Right. Yeah. So just because it takes you two hours to get dressed, and I tell you I'm picking you up at 8 o'clock, don't have me sitting out there waiting at 8.30. Right, right. You know, because I know how long it takes me to get from point A to point B. Exactly. And when an employer gives you a job to do, they know about how long it should take you to do that job. Right, right. You know, so let me see these things go hand in hand. And number eight, do a quality job at every task, at every job, no matter what it is. Yeah. You know, you want to do your best at it. And I tell people, yeah. I started off as a dishwasher. And if I was just a good enough dishwasher, I would still be washing dishes. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't want to do and be a dishwasher, I did the best. You were the best dishwasher I, that I was. I was the best dishwasher ever. Because <laughs> people see what you do. Yeah. They don't hear what you say. Right, right. You know, you can say, well, I can do this, I can do that. I'm not hearing what you say. I'm looking at what you're doing. Right. If you're going to do this poor of a job at that, why would I give you something that has more responsibility? Certainly. How do we or, advance that? Sure. You know, Absolutely. So, but if I look at you and you don't really want to do that, but you're doing a fantastic job and you're doing above and beyond, I'm not going to keep you doing that. Yeah. I want yeah. you to be doing something that's to your capabilities. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so what you do reflects your capabilities. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing just good enough, well, you'll always just be good enough. But when you do the best that you can do at something, yeah. it's going to show. There you go. You know, you go. and I tell, I tell people, the only way you do your best at something is you take ownership. Right, right. You know, so. That's, that's I mean, and really, going by this, everything that you're talking about, you're inspiring these young people. I mean, it's, it's, it's no wonder this place itself is a success, you know. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you something now. When, when, when the young people come in and come on, how does that work? Do you have like certain starting certain starting times for them, or or, or you have to kind of rotate it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how we break it down all here. Right. You know, we started up. This, all this has been through trial and error. Like I said, we started off with six weeks. Now went to a twelve-week program. Okay. The first three weeks are spent in life skills. Uh, like mm. what you, we were just yeah. talking about. Like what we were just right. talking about. All right. Understanding these eight habits, uh -huh. applying them, and we do the twenty-first century. Uh, life skills yeah. where we do conflict resolution code switching wow. resumes you know then we do some culinary 101 okay. we do some front of the house service we do a mixture of things while they're in life skills while they're in a the classroom so that they can start on saying because see we got this thing you tell you show mm -hmm. then you let do ah, yeah. you and then go. you go back and review yeah yeah you know so the first weeks of life skills the next five weeks are spent in the cafe itself. Okay. And they rotate through every position. Okay. You know. I mean, if somebody was to come in today, do they start or does like come back next week with the group? Well, How does that work? No. Uh, we, we do an interview process. Okay. You know, like we got a class during their last, last week of life skills. Now, after this week, for the next two weeks, we'll be calling in applicants okay. and doing interviews seeing who's ready, who really wants this, because it's getting, we're at a point where we, we, we almost got a waiting list. I bet you do. You know, of people, and so we have to be calling people from the next class, from the old class and stuff, and so to fill in. And after that, we do an orientation, and then they, they choose the ones that are 
Because we can only take so many at a time. Yeah, sure. And we start each class with like 20 to 22 at the max. Okay. And some may drop off during that transition. I understood, yeah. But that's where we start at. Mm-hmm. And in the last four weeks, they go out on internships. You know, that's where they go with our partners mm-hmm. and work in their industries, in their places, you know, Lowe's, the Ritz, Emerald's restaurants, wow. John Besh's restaurants, you know, some of the Because, I mean, top. they're ready. And I would imagine you know, with this type of training, especially with the attitude, I'm going for those guys first. Yeah, because what we, what we do is we give them the foundation. Yeah. And, you know, that's what the eight habits are. That's what the life skills are. And we give them the basic skills when they're rotating through every position. So... They may have the basic minimal knife skills, but I tell people, you can have somebody been working for you for five years that knows everything about your business, and they hardly show up on time, uh-huh. they miss days. Uh-huh. And then you can have somebody that comes that just has the basic minimal skills, uh-huh. that shows up every day, that's dedicated, that's reliable, that's responsible. And in these economic times, I'm going for the. I'm going oh, to keep yeah. the person yeah, darn right. because I can I can teach them the skills. Yeah. Jobs don't want to waste time teaching the basic life skills. Well, Chef Joe, thank you. It's been an honor talking to you. This is a this is an incredible place. Now, I got to come back on a Thursday and get white beans and shrimp, and then I can get the banana foster bread pudding for dessert. Which sure means I'll have to just starve myself before. <laughs> sounds uh, killer. Thank you so much for joining this week. We ran out of time. Oh, thank uh, you all for having me. Let's get this weekend started, Jeff. Sounds good. All right. God bless everyone. Take care.